Please be advised that this episode contains discussion of the following. Child abuse, vomiting, and harm to an animal. Happy holidays and welcome back to Cert Point of Yule. Now is the season of our Christmas content, which means that we plan on watching those new Christmas movies so you don't have to. I'm Frankie. And I'm John. And we are back with another new Christmas release and another guest. Well, two guests, actually. Today we have our CPOV pod siblings, Steven and Hans. Hey, what's going on? Hey, how you guys doing? Hi, thank you so much. Steven, this is not your first time in Certain Point of View, but it is Hans's. Thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, yeah, for Glad sure. Glad to be back. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Steven dragged me into this. He's like, you gotta do this. And I'm like, all right, I'm coming. Hans, it's Christmas movies. You All love right. Christmas movies. Yeah, you more than, you more than me. Let's put it that way. <laughs> For those who might not remember, Stephen and Hans are part of the real movie critic versus the Cine guy. Sorry, it's a bit of a mouthful, so I have to take a beat <laughs> to make sure that I get it right. No worries, no worries. Uh, can you please talk a little bit about your podcast, what you guys focus on, stuff like that? Sure, absolutely. Um, I am Hans, the real movie critic. And um, pretty much we are a movie podcast and uh, the way we do it, we are up to date with everything when it comes to movie news, when it comes to the movie trailers and the movies itself. Uh, It's a fun show. You know, you could definitely come in um, and check us out. And yeah, you know, it's just entertaining with a lot of bad impressions, mostly from Steven. And but yeah, we just have a lot of fun with many different things that we do. And uh, anything you want to add, Steven? You know you love my impression songs. No, you I know don't. you love it. No, I don't. <laughs> well, we got all I can say is, you know, it's it's all it's all about fun. You know, not only because movies just have fun with it. Pretty much each episode, I like to make it into an event and a new adventure. So it's more than just two guys just talking about film. That's for indeed, sure. indeed. And 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 for the record, he's this he's the cine guy. And, yes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and we also got into um, you know TV streaming as well with our sparring screen bonus episodes as well. Yes, and, which has been a which lot of fun. John was a part of actually. And yeah, he was. Yeah, for he, the uh, the Mighty Ducks. Yes, that's yes. correct. Yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. Indeed, <laughs> yes. Indeed. I wasn't there for that. I was out. But <laughs> but yes. Well, Hans, I'm really curious what your favorite Christmas movie is. My favorite Christmas movie? You know, every time I think about this question, it always boils down to one. And that is Home Alone. You know, it's definitely one of my favorites when I was a kid and still is. And, you know, I love it now because now I get to rewatch it with my nephew and nieces. And that's always fun. You know, Aww, so they get to, sweet. yeah, they always get to experience for the first time laughing and everything. And yeah, that, that, that's awesome. And, um, but yeah, um, I mean, there's also movies that I like that are technically Christmas. And I say this with quotations like Die Hard or, <laughs> or, or Batman Returns, you know, those, oh man, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, it depends what y'all think about it. You know, me, I don't care either way, but you know, that, that, when it comes to a true Christmas movie, I'd definitely give it to Home Alone. That's for sure. All right. That's fair. Spoiler alert, you maybe want to skip the new one. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I was in the middle of it, and already I'm like, really? This, hot? this is not necessary. Yeah. My gosh. I hadn't even started that yet, and I don't think I will. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll, take one, I'll take one for the team. <laughs> Steven, I believe your favorite was It's a Wonderful Life. Was that right? 
That is correct. Yes. Yes. Indeed. Wow. Yes. For me in my memory. <laughs> there we go. He's yeah. Going. I just love the classics, you know, like yeah. Wonderful Life. It's like basically it's not the holiday season unless you watch It's a Wonderful Life, like on TV or anywhere, pretty much. It's such a powerful, you know, story about like how one man can change an entire community without him even knowing it. It's just so powerful. And like, it just sticks to me, you know? Yeah. It was I, a very I good agree. movie. It was. Yeah. And Mary is a witch. <laughs> all right all marys are well <laughs> let's get into the movie that we're here to discuss today we're talking about eight big christmas steven and hans were super excited to bring this to the table uh it was released on november 24th it's streaming on hbo max but i believe it's also available in theaters right now uh it is based on the book by kevin jakubowski I really hope I said that right. If I didn't, please feel free to come fight me about it, Kevin. It is your right. This movie stars Neil Patrick Harris, Stephen Zahn, and June Diane Raphael. Boys, will you please give us a summary of the movie? Um, I guess I guess I go first. Um, you know, when it, when it came first, when Steven introduced this to me, and I was like, "Oh crap, this is Steven's gonna drag me into this one." Um, and then especially because he threw that out for for this episode, I was like, "All right, all right, let's do this." And <laughs> but you know what? I actually I actually liked it. I really did, and I think because it really hits close to home with me because I remember when I was a kid, Nintendo was the thing, and I was about maybe like five or six years old when that came out, and so. It, it it it's definitely something that I could definitely relate to as a kid during that time of Christmas, and and so yeah, you know the jokes could be a little you know childish or or extremely childish, but you know what, it is enjoyable because I think the kids really sold it for me, uh, with 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 all the things, and um, you know in the end it was actually a pretty good story, even though when it started with Neil Patrick Harris started to tell a story, I was like, what is this? How how I met your mother again? But <laughs> <laughs> it, it was definitely a little more than that, and and yeah, you know, without spoiling it too much, uh, I I I I thought it was a good, fun movie uh, for the whole family to watch. Bottom line, and yeah, nice. that's that's what I, that's what I thought. Nice, okay. Stephen. Did you want to give us a summary of what the movie was about? Sure. So I too can relate because, well, technically, I grew up in the late '90s, so I don't really know much about growing up in the '80s. But with game consoles, I was all about, like, you know, what was the latest thing? I got the PS1, the GameCube, the PS2, PS3. Like, it was all about, like, game that what was the new trend of that time. Now, with 8-Bit Christmas, it was like a modernized version of A Christmas Story. About, like, one mm -hmm. little boy trying to get that one good Christmas gift that he, dre he dreadfully wants, no matter what the stakes are. Mm -hmm. Now, here, this film has every trope of an 80s, like, Christmas movie. We got, like, the weird bullet that looks like he's over 30. The crazy <laughs> family. <laughs> Insa insane, like, you know, commercialize commercialization, all that stuff. And then there was some political stance on this, too. You know, the whole thing with video games and, like, I guess, like, mental health and all that stuff. Basically, think of, like, the anti-vax movement, but with video games, pretty oh, much. Oh, gosh. Really? <laughs> <laughs> it was, that's, that's pretty much resonated. But, yeah, overall, it's like, you know, it's a crazy adventure that's great for families. But it had a lot of heart to it. That's mm -hmm. for sure. And the way I say, if you like those classic current movies growing up in the 80s, then you will definitely like this one. It has everything you want that fills a spark of the holiday season. <laughs> for sure. And I think he, Steven hit the button there. It did remind me of A Christmas Story. That's for sure. It reminded me a lot of that movie. Uh, yeah. 8-Bit Christmas was essentially the story of a dad telling his child about 
the wild Christmas time he spent trying to get the toy of his dreams. Indeed, so indeed. let's get into the good. What did we like about this movie? Um, <laughs> it starred Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> and I think that we can all agree that Neil Patrick Harris is a consummate professional, a wonderful mm-hmm. actor, and elevates anything and everything that he's a part of. Yeah, I completely agree. I thought that he was an excellent choice for the father because mm-hmm. he just has this storytelling tone whenever mm-hmm. he talks. Like, we actually saw him do the story of Christmas during our honeymoon, and he can he can tell a story oh, yeah. no matter what mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. So I thought he was an excellent choice to be the one to guide this narration. For sure. Yes. I also thought that the kids, as Hans mentioned, they were great. They sold everything in this movie. <laughs> the best part is, sorry, go ahead. No, I was saying they were like the typical '80s tropes, you know, for oh, yeah. for those kids, which I really did enjoy. That's for sure. Um, the thing that I liked about it is that they were the thing that I liked about it was that they cast kids, um, and it was set in like elementary school. I guess it was middle school. They were he was eleven. Yeah, yeah something movie. like that. But, like, they were young enough that they could just get away with casting actual, literal children. And it's not like he's trying to get this in high school where now suddenly we're casting 30-year-olds <laughs> to play 17-year-olds. Because, oh like, gosh. we don't have to worry about voices cracking and horrible acne. They're just small kids. And, like, they they can just cast small kids. So I, I, I thought that was good. <laughs> indeed, indeed. The girl whose name escapes me, she was my favorite of the kids. Yes. Which was her name? Tammy. Is that the the twin? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She was great. She was great. She she was so good. She was so funny. When she beat uh, the rich kid and just stomped him straight into the ground, I was cheering for her. (laughs) It was fantastic. (laughs) To be fair, the Nintendo Power Glove, while... (laughs) You know, one of the (laughs) coolest things visually to ever come out of Nintendo uh, was a piece of crap. Um, (laughs) I could attest to it. (laughs) They tried. Now, there are a lot of great things about the NES, like the the pistol for their Duck Hunter game worked phenomenally, but the Power Glove did not. No. No, it was definitely overhyped. I remember my, during those times when that came out, we, we were, everybody wanted it until you played with it. I was like, oh, this thing is junk. It didn't work. <laughs> you know. And, I really can't speak to this experience. I was <laughs> one year old at the time frame of this movie. I wasn't born at the time frame of this movie, but my cousins did have an NES and an SNES. But just to return <laughs> to that scene one more time, um, the rich kid, who I think we can all agree was terrible, saying, though, <laughs> um, to, to use this, not everyone can use this, to use it, you have to have training in Taekwondo, which is like karate, except more expensive. As someone who studied Taekwondo for his entire childhood and taught it for several years, uh, very rude. Um, rude and accurate? No. Because if, we'll, if we say that, we will upset some martial artist out there, and they will come for us. <laughs> but I have you. You are a black belt, and so is your mom. I'm fine. <laughs> there you go. Yes, there my, we go. I am protected. But, yes, my 60-something-year-old mother is going to protect us. 
but they, she'll protect me. No, they did have funny one-liners that kept me they laughing. Yes. They did. That that was great for sure. Great dialogue. Uh, I really loved the tree fort reveal. Mm-hmm. It was such a magical yes. moment. And throughout the entire movie, I was struggling to see what the like Christmas point was, like what the lesson was going to be ultimately. And that moment where we see this beautiful tree fort that his father crafted for him, all wrapped up in lights, and we see the pictures of his friends on the wall, and we see the years of memory through this tree fort, that was a magical moment to me. That was the moment that, for me, said Christmas. Yeah, Indeed, yes, I agree completely. Because with that tree fort... It was kind of like goes back to the, Dave, the David Cross character, the the the, the guy <laughs> who like was selling the stuff, but in the black market. That conversation you had with the kid was like, "Hey, man, there's better things than just you know killing yourself to get a Nintendo." Think about the, your family. Like he, David Cross did not have that anymore in this movie. It was like a reminder, like there's more more important things to deal with than just trying to get like something physical. That tree four was like the only last memory he had of his dad because in the present time, his dad was, was dead pretty much, mm-hmm. and yeah, that tree passed away. Spoilers. Yeah, that tree four. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that tree oh, four right. was. Yeah, it was like his living memory right there. Like, because this four that my my dad, who I thought was just crazy, it showed me that he really cared. And that because because of this, I got to experience like an actual life, pretty much. No, I like that too because at, at the beginning of this mo- uh, at this film, it looked like the dad was just obsessive, you know, with his tools and stuff, and really getting nowhere with anything until that reveal uh, with the treehouse. Yeah, it definitely was a touching moment. And really made this to a good Christmas music. Now I don't know how I feel about Alex Cross being the voice of inspiration, but I thought that was a you little You mean weird. David Cross? David Cross, not Alex Cross. That's the book. Uh, yes. Yeah, Alex yeah. Cross. Is <laughs> yes. Thank you, Stephen Crosby. <laughs> yeah. Oh, let's not bring him in. <laughs> no, this. no, no. But what what I meant to say, David Cross being the voice of inspiration, I thought that was a little weird. But hey, especially him being a black market toys dealer. But <laughs> but uh, no, it, it really added a nice touch. And honestly, I like the fact that he didn't get the Nintendo. I liked it, and the lesson is that he had to work hard to get what he wanted, and I was like, yes! Kids need to learn this! Like, seriously, <laughs> you know? And, and yeah, I really liked the lessons that they gave out at the end. I, that's why I really think kids need to watch this, for sure. Um, I don't wholly agree, but we'll get to that. <laughs> alright, alright. For uh, the bad portion, for me. Um, any other good things that we want to talk about? Ooh. I want to point out the satire that came out of this film that comes with the whole video game thing. I, I pretty much like I grew up in the whole craze like, oh, video games cause violence. They, they're destroying and doctoring our children. But here they kind of made fun of it. Based during like the whole like because the rich kid had ADHD and back then nobody knew what that was. They were like, look what games did to my son. But like, no, that's just, you know, that happens pretty yeah. much. But they just, they just, they just want something. an incredibly rare disease. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they just wanted something to point a finger at pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like the 80s satire, you know, it's like, did you wear helmets? Oh, yeah, of course we did. And then they magically yeah, wear helmets. Yes, I did we like were <laughs> safe in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of um, 80s jokes. I, I enjoyed that. Yes, where dogs get crushed by TVs. Oh, gosh, no. <laughs> uh, that, so that, um, we'll, we'll return to that specific thing uh, when we get over to uh, the bad section. Uh, but the, the immediate aftermath of that with his daughter uh, turning to him and saying, Wait, a dog got crushed? I thought you said you were extremely safe in the 80s. Like, it was the 80s. 
things got wild <laughs> exactly things got real <laughs> exactly in the 80s we learned yeah. a lot from the 80s of what not to do but yes but uh i just love that scene where he was being taunted by the nintendo i love that scene and things it, it just brought me back to those days where you used to go to a department store and play these games you know oh, yeah. and people surround you or you gotta wait in line to be the next to play i miss those days <laughs> That that was a that was, that scene was a lot. I mean, we're seeing a, a, a kid getting seduced by Nintendo. Come here, play me. Come, yes. ignore your sister. Get over here. Yes, that was a lot. I've got all of the games except for except the ones for that the you ones mentioned. That you but I do have Rampage. And <laughs> yes, hey, yes, Rampage is a good game. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Rampage was great. So. <laughs> I can't think of anything else that I want to add on the good side of things. The only thing I can think of is that the soundtrack. I like the soundtrack. Yeah. I love a good 8-bit soundtrack. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. The great thing about the movie focusing so much around like classic Nintendo games is that it could pull from classic Nintendo soundtracks. Yes, mm. for sure. Which, you know, slapped. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do we want to transition into the stuff we didn't like so much? Uh, yeah. I kind of disagree with you, Hans, about liking that he doesn't get the Nintendo in the end. It actually frustrated me okay, because we have gone through this whole journey that was supposed to be about him getting this Nintendo only for it to never, like, come to fruition. And I understand that the lesson that we were supposed to learn was that... The toy doesn't matter. The time you spend with mm. your family does. Mm. But when you have set up this family as being incredibly frustrating, incredibly stressful, abusive in many ways, it's hard for me to feel that like pull towards this lesson. Like I'm just now frustrated because you have wasted an hour and a half of my time telling me a story in which you do not get the thing that you set up to me that you were going to get. Like, you have not fulfilled the promise of the premise. I, I think that, so the treehouse reveal definitely goes on the good side of things, because mm -hmm. it was a beautiful treehouse. Right. Mm -hmm. It was a beautiful, like, set of memories. It set up some a really great follow-up scene with Neil Patrick Harris and his daughter. But I don't think the dad earned that moment. That's he spent most of the movie yelling at his son and being, like, ext like, throwing people over like escalator railings and very violent being very yeah. very violent and shouty and like classic like stereotype stereotype of an 80s sitcom dad mm -hmm. like very mm -hmm. red foreman-esque mm -hmm. i don't think he earned <laughs> that like that like redemption moment that they tried to shoehorn in in the 11th hour because mm -hmm. uh, there, there like there were no glimmers of him being nice anywhere throughout the rest of the movie I mean, yeah, all that for a retainer too. So, my <laughs> yeah. gosh, yeah, all that, yeah, I, I can see, I can see why y'all would say that. But you know, I and also we uh, see the father going above and beyond for the sister to get the gift that she wanted for Christmas. That is very true. Going to a, a black market toys yeah, dealer. He, yes, he brought his son to a drug deal. Yes, to get, <laughs> to get this the, is how you and your child get murdered. To yes. get the wrong cabbage patch kid. I know, right? They didn't, Although it was they didn't never get the clear on, it was never clear on which part was more important—the red hair or the freckles. Because she mentioned both, and exactly. obviously those were traits from two separate dolls. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. That was... I think that she earned 
that nice moment at the present reveal where she goes over and hugs her brother and says that, you know, she loves him mm. because of his part in getting her this doll. Mm. I think that she earned that yeah. uh, moment because, like, she helped him. Did, mm-hmm. And, like, like he, he won the, the sales competition because of his sister's advice. Also, she is a child. So. Yes, also, yeah. she's a literal child. Yeah. <laughs> she's, like, she's like a seven or eight year old, like, child. I, yeah. Yeah, for who, sure. who who hasn't been that at some point in their life? Oh boy, <laughs> I shouldn't say anything. <laughs> Did you spring fully formed from your father's forehead like Aphrodite? Maybe that was Athena. Dang it! <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I was in my head as I was thinking of that line. I'm like, it's Athena, right? I'm like, no, it's the other A one. No, I was right the first time. Listen, I didn't get my master's degree in Greek mythology. <laughs> Neither have I. Rick Riordan would be very disappointed. So would my friend Max. Anyway, <laughs> things that we didn't like about this movie: too much vomit. So oh my gosh. gosh. Also, I, also just I can as a, I can never eat spaghettios ever again. <laughs> I've never know. eaten spaghettios. Uh, <laughs> but like, so the vomit is gross. Like that's we we don't need there was and there's so much of it. Uh but also it didn't even look realistic. Oh, absolutely not. And that that also upsets me. <laughs> I mean both it existing and it existing I mean, in all seriousness, if a kid is throwing up that much, you need to call the hospital or go to the yes. hospital. I mean, seriously, that's not healthy. He ate, and yeah. the... he ate a whole bag of candy corn for breakfast. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, this movie relied. Oh, I'm sorry, Hans. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying back to the vomit part. It's like, yeah, this these teachers had to be some of the worst teachers ever, you know. And this is coming. It from, was the it was '80s, Hans. Yeah, yeah it was and, the... and this is coming from a teacher. Okay, so and the way that yeah, okay, the '80s. Okay, we can make that excuse, but it's like okay. And then the kids just making it up. It's like, yeah, let's exploit his allergy. I'm like, no, he could die. Have you all had a thought of that? <laughs> like, ah. Uh... But yeah, no, it, it it was yeah. Bottom line, it was gross. I hate vomit. It so. was. I do too. This movie relied so much on gross out humor yeah. or gross out moments, like with the retainer. Uh, I uh, almost vomited yeah. with the retainer. Me too. Me too. Like I had to look away from the screen. John had to tell me when it was over because, like, just the concept of putting that in his mouth. Oh, I usually only have to do that with bugs. Oh, uh, terrible, and I hated it. Yeah, it yeah. did make me gag, that's for sure. That part did make me gag. And it just felt so unnecessary. <laughs> I just... I was not happy about it. For sure, for sure. Also, as I mentioned before, something that I didn't enjoy was the family dynamic of it all, the way that the parents interacted with their son over their daughter. It just... It felt like... He was being singled out, and that could be because he's an unreliable narrator, right? Mm -hmm. That is a possibility. Mm -hmm. When you're telling a story about your experience, you're telling it through your own lens. So it could have been that it felt to him that he was being singled out, that his parents were crazy, you know, that his parents did these abusive things. Yeah, and to be fair to to that and to sort of give it a little bit more legs to stand on, he did not remember the year that this story took place. He sure. knew how old he was. <laughs> right? And he knew what sports teams were, were playing, and he, yeah, and he yeah. knew what game system was coming out, uh, but he did not know what year 
his 11 year old existence was in <laughs> that's very true now it's easy for me because i was born in 1990 so the math yeah, has the always math been very very, very easy <laughs> but like you should probably remember what year you were 11 in yeah 99 <laughs> 2001 <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh but yeah, so it could be that he's an unreliable narrator, and that could lend to why the family dynamic was so stressful, because the story that he's telling is about a stressful time. That could be it, but it was not pleasant for me to watch. It actually really upset me whenever his parents did something shitty to him. I was just like, why? Why is this? Why? Because it's not being treated as, like, this was a shitty thing that my parents did. It's being treated as, like, comedy. And I'm like, it's mm -hmm. not comedy when it's cruel and mean yeah it does seem like yeah. uh, with, with him they they yeah they do yell at him and being having responsible for a lot of things that you know he's just a child you know and, yeah and, and things you know i think you know parents just need to be a little more considerate uh of these things and yeah uh, yeah i agree with the parents they didn't put them in a in a brighter in a brighter light that's for sure and well, I hope that treehouse, you know, makes that you know everything's go back to normal. Everything's better, but you know, you don't know that. But yeah. but maybe it was, you know, the way how that ended, you know, uh, at the family dinner. But yeah, you know, it did seem like he was. There was a lot of pressure on him, a, a lot of pressure. I, I mean, and everything for that Nintendo, what he had to do, you know, with the Boy Scouts and all that, all that to earn encyclopedias and stuff, and, oh, yeah. <laughs> and it got run yeah. over. Yes, he did. Oh, oh my yes. gosh! Yes, it did. So I have, I have, I have two things actually that I want to, uh, just to circle back to to good things real quick. The repeated slipping in that same spot. Oh yeah, that was a, a small detail yes. that I really liked. Right, it happened in the beginning. It happened to the dad when he rushed back in for the retainer. Mm -hmm. It happened when he lost Nintendo. I thought that was a good little bit of storytelling. Yes. What? A thing that I want to put both on the good and the bad sides is Elwood the dog. Because dog, good. Elwood, great. Loved him. Not enough Elwood, though. <laughs> Not enough. Not enough Elwood. That's Mostly fair. there to be a poop machine. Yeah, pretty much. And yeah. I think that we could have gotten more out of uh, there being a dog. It did very much annoy me when the dad was like, you're the one who wanted the dog. And then he said, you got the dog before I was born. Details don't matter. <laughs> and, like, I was just like, yeah, yeah. You scooped the poop then. You wanted the dog. Yeah. <laughs> I've worked with enough dogs. Yep. I tire of this. Yeah, scooping poop is, yeah, it's never fun. <laughs> it's exhausting. It is, it is. Uh, but, no. Anything else we want to add? Um... I'm trying to think of something, but Steven, you could go ahead. Um, yeah, I think. Uh, hmm. Well, I do appreciate the ambition of trying to get what you want, no matter the stakes, even though it, it all just goes horribly wrong at the end. Like, going back to the whole, um, when they sold all the baseball cards to get to buy a Nintendo. My gosh, that actually hurt when I saw the, the box yeah, get crushed by so the bus. Upsetting. I'm like, oh, this will all be that. Our Vietnam. I think that's what that means. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, but the other thing, too, you know, even though it was a funny bit, you know, where he really thought he had the Nintendo and ended up being a light bright, but some random uncle that all of a sudden gave him a gift, but they never really expounded on that. So that kind of 
Yeah. Yeah, that kind of. I kind of wanted confused. him to take it up to his room, open it, and have it revealed that it was a Nintendo yes. with a note being like, "Don't tell your parents." That's what yeah. I thought it was going to be. Yeah. yeah, same here. And yeah, so that, I was a little confused with that part, even though it was a funny bit. But it, let's just say, if he did get the Nintendo from that, it wouldn't make too much sense. Let's put it that way. Right. It would have been a Deus Ex Machina, which I could have lived with because at least we get this wild story. And then by that twist of fate, he gets the thing that he wanted. I would have lived with it. It would have been fine. I just, I don't know. There wasn't enough sympathy for the father, in my opinion, to justify the reveal of, like, the tenderness of his memory. Mm-hmm. I, so I, I do have one more thing that I want to add into uh, Bad Moment. And it's actually the treehouse reveal. Um, because... The reveal of it, right, walking back behind the shed and seeing it was a great moment, but the five minutes leading up to that must have been the worst for young Neil Patrick Harris because they're, it's, it's nighttime, it's cold, they're packing up to go to Minnesota. Dad wants to leave in the middle of the night and drive through the night. He's going to have to sleep in a car because he doesn't want to hit traffic going to like one of the coldest parts of the continental United States. And then he has to go outside and he has to scoop poop, but he has to scoop the poop starting behind the shed, an area that his dad specifically told him earlier in the movie that you can just ignore. So now here it is eight o'clock at night, cold and dark. He has to go scoop the poop. He was already told that he could ignore like how he must've felt in that moment. Yeah. And then there's a treehouse. Yeah. Cool. Thanks. I just I was just gonna go cry while I did this, but now there's a treehouse. <laughs> yeah, it was a nice treehouse though. It was. It was Indeed. a. It was a sick treehouse. I never had a treehouse. So, yeah. <laughs> Me neither. Me neither. Yeah. All right. Before we wrap up, any additional thoughts? I mean, it, it's still. I still think it's an enjoyable movie, regardless. You know, I, I think it's a good blast from the past type of deal, and, and right. things. And um, it's just um, you know. It, it it's just good for the comedy, you know, uh, uh, the good things at least and things. And, um, yeah, I could relate, you know, you always had that one kid that had this game system. And everybody wants to go to their house. I could relate to that, you know? <laughs> and, well, it sounds like you're ready to give us a rating, Hans. Yeah. How many tree toppers out of five do you give eight bit Christmas? You know, what? as I said, I, it was better than I thought it was going to be. So maybe that's why I, I give it this rating. And so I give it four tree top. All right, Steven. Nice. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, it's a great tribute to, like, old Christmas films. It's got all the tropes in it. But, you know, what? I enjoyed every bit of it. So I'm going to give this a final rating of 7.8 tree toppers. <laughs> she did say out of five, Steven. Dang it. It's fine. Oh, sorry, it's I, I'm in RBC mode. I apologize. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. It's three point nine. I did the math. Oh. There, okay. you there you go. There you go. There you go. John, how do you uh, rate this? I am going to give this uh, two out of five tree toppers. I think that, uh, like with uh, some of the other movies that we've talked about so far this season, it had the pieces there to be a good story. But I think that it leaned too much into the gross out humor and the parents weren't sympathetic enough for the 11th hour payoff. Also, 
the twist of I I spent the whole time telling you this story about how I got an NES for Christmas, but then I didn't get it for Christmas, and I had to, as an eleven year old, get a job. Uh, I I think that that was uh, I don't appreciate that twist. Yeah. Uh, I also give it a two out of five. I wouldn't watch it again. I personally did not enjoy it. I can see why it would be enjoyable for other people. I don't think I am the target demographic. <laughs> I think that's what it is. For me, it wasn't what a Christmas movie is about, or at least it didn't lean enough into the lesson that it was trying to teach you. Uh, so two out of five. It's for others, not for me. Yeah, I think people who grew up in the 80s uh, will definitely enjoy yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. Which, you know, I am an 80s baby, so I can understand. It just shows how old I am. But like I said, <laughs> I was one whole year old. <laughs> for sure, for sure. But um, but yeah, yeah I, I could say. Actually, no, I wasn't one year old. I was 20 days old because it was oh, December of 88. December 25th of 88. Yes. Yes. I was 20 days old. Yes, yes. And I just remember something. How are they going to let a kid see rated R movies? But <laughs> that, that was another thing that bothered me, that's for sure. It's the 80s. It's the exactly. 80s. Yes. The that's the only excuse. of the timeline. <laughs> <laughs> it's the 80s, but yeah. No, but, you know, I enjoyed the, I enjoyed the quirks that they gave out. So I laughed more than I thought I was going to laugh. Good. So we'd like to thank you both, the Cineguy and the Real Movie Critic, for joining us for this episode we really appreciate having you here can you please tell our audience where they can find you on the internet uh go ahead steve you started off all right so you can uh check out our show our our real, real, real movie cover is senegai com. we post at least an episode every monday and we go all out each episode is another crazy adventure and as for my personal social media subscribe to my youtube at director man prod and follow my Instagram page at Cineguy in front of you. That's at Cineguy Steven. I'll see you there. Yeah, and you can catch me, the Real Movie Critic. Uh, I have my spoiler-free blog at realmoviecritic.com. You can definitely go check that out. And you can subscribe on there as well. Um, you know, for all the you know boomers out there, I'm also on Facebook as well at Real Movie Critic. So you can <laughs> like me there. Uh, but I'm also on Instagram and Twitter at realcritic34. So yeah, uh, follow me. Follow me for sure. Nice. All right, we'd like to thank our editor, Alex Lavelle, for helping us stay on track this season. You are our hero. We'd also like to thank you for joining us for this limited run of Certain Point of View. Certain Point of View is a Certain Point of View production. Head on over to CertainPOV.com to find the link to our Discord and join in the conversation. I'm Frankie. And I'm John. Happy Holidays. <laughs>